podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in McKeesport, PA, the friendly church in the heart of town since 1885. We're located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport. We invite you to join us this Sunday for worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Our celebrant was the Reverend David Kinsey. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to John. At the Last Supper, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you this new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. How well I remember uh, growing up as a child in a very rock-solid Christian family. Uh, Going to church on Sunday was not an option for me. Uh, Going to acolyte training and choir practice was never an option. Uh, It was never, David, do you want to go? David, guess where you are going? Uh, But it was presented to me in such a way that it was never a burden. Just going to the church because a lot of the children there uh, were classmates of mine. Uh, and so uh, I, I spent all of my young life at St. Paul's. Um, loved it. I absolutely loved going to the church. Loved singing in the choir. Loved being an acolyte. Uh, I was there at 8 o'clock and the acolyte didn't show up. I was the acolyte. And, and it, was just, it was just one of those things that... that uh, as I look back, I realized at that point, I didn't know this, I was really serving the Lord. Uh, and that was probably the basis of, of my, my ministry, although as I grew up in life, the last thing I wanted to do was be a priest. Uh, interestingly enough, as I got a little bit older, because when you're younger, you see, when you're young, you're not going to die. Uh, when you're young, the death is so... F- and when people, uh, when you're seven and eight and nine years old, people are 21, you think, man, they're old. <laughs> and then we, then, then we look at people that are 30 years old, more 20, and say, man, they're really old, because everything's relative. Uh, but the interesting thing, as I, as I began to mature spiritually, I would open up doors of life. And, and some of the things that I saw in that door I didn't like. I didn't like the people who were dying of cancer. I didn't like death. I I didn't like the sickness. I didn't like the hospitals. Uh, Not the hospitals themselves, but the people in the hospitals. Uh, And I found that that very disturbing. Uh, For those of you, and I know all of you, have watched this Boston Marathon tragedy. And there was one picture that really stood out in my mind. And that was the lady that was praying. Uh, and she was looking up to heaven. And I wish I could meet her, 
because I would like to know what she was praying about um, and what she was asking God. Uh, was she asking why? Was, was she making that a statement? Why, why God did you allow this to happen? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but that's, those, that's that door that you open up and then you close. But then again, I opened up many other doors uh, and saw the great work of the ministerium uh, in Cannesburg, the great work and some of the things that are going on in this town, uh, the, the food share program. Uh, last Saturday, I think it was a week ago, uh, there was a great big line all the way around the, the block there, and they were giving out food over here to Baptist, uh, Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I didn't know what it was about, and I still don't. Uh, but those are the neat things that, are, that occur in life. Uh, and, and then we come to Jesus today. Uh, and Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. As a matter of fact, this commandment is better than all the rest I'm put together. Love one another as I have loved you. And there's where we really fall short. Collectively, as Christians. Uh, because we really don't sometimes love one another. Um, the message that you will be receiving next week in the messenger uh, we have too much to gain to lose. And it talks about we can't afford to lose because we have too much to gain. Uh, and then the one after that is uh, life beyond the cross where the sun is no more. It's always you can't see the sun. I'm not talking about the sun in the sky, but the sun, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, you know, this is nothing new in, in today's world. Uh, in the... Uh, in the ninth chapter of the Gospel of John, uh, it talks about uh, this uh, blind man who was blind from birth. And Jesus took some, you remember the story, he, he spit in his hand and he made some mud and he put it on the man's eyes. And he said, now go to the river and wash your eyes. And he did, and he, he regained his sight. Now, you would think that people would have been absolutely ecstatic for this guy, but they weren't. In fact, they were angry because it occurred on the Sabbath. And shame on you people. Shame on you, Jesus. You, 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 you say that you're son of God, and you are... Curing people on the Sabbath, shame on you. Instead of, oh. Isn't this the guy that would sit at the gate blind and now he can see? You think, wow. Well, we, we can look at that and say, well, that happened then. But you know something? Uh, we have a tendency uh, to do the same thing that they did to Jesus. Well, what do you mean by that? We have a tendency to be derogatory one to another in the Christian world. A good example of that is the Anglicans versus the Episcopalians. There are some people that just won't let it go. Big deal. Just don't talk about what, is, what we're doing is right and what you're doing is wrong. Because you see, all we're doing is attacking Jesus. 
the, even though the Son of, of, of God has gone from this earthly pilgrimage and has ascended, it wasn't until then that the disciples really got together. They got their act together, finally. Because prior to that, they were jealous one to another, even though it was brotherly love. They were jealous about each other. I want to sit on the right hand of Jesus. No, you can't do that because that's my place. And it was that, that's, that stuff that goes on in our life. And, and, and we do the same thing to each other. But you see, what we're doing is we're doing it to Jesus. Because you see, you are created in God's image. And the moment that a Christian says something in a slanderous manner to someone else about another Christian, you're attacking Jesus. Well, no, I'm not really, I'm not really attacking that person. There's nothing wrong with, with disagreement. As a matter of fact, disagreement uh, and constructive uh, criticism is absolutely healthy. Uh, we're going to have a meeting today at 10.30, 11.30, I guess, um, about the fish fry. Uh, and I call them after-action reports. And when we come together and we say, now, how can we make this even better next year? And so we come up with a constructive criticism that makes it, okay, why don't we try this? Why don't we try such and such to make it even better? Because you always want to go to the next level of success. Um, but there are those that will say, we did it wrong again. And I will throttle them and say, that's not the criticism we're looking for. We're looking for something constructive. So the moment we think that we are, uh, are saying something in a, in a generous manner, uh, in a derogatory manner, we are attacking Jesus Christ because you are the life of Jesus Christ. And that's really the good news. Um, uh, so ne next week you will receive... Uh, Mike's going crazy. Uh, 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 an article that talks about we have to in this church, but in the community at large. Um, or the churches are not going to survive. It, it's, it's simple. I, 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 I attended one church um, that was up at Christ Church North Hills. And I understand that until you get into the politics of the church, you think everything's kind of rosy. But when my wife and I went there uh, and we saw the attitude of the people, attitude of a standing room only church, an attitude of one Sunday there would be seven in the choir and the next Sunday there would be 120, and then the next Sunday there would be a, a band in there, uh, and when you walk through the church, you could feel Jesus Christ with the, with the people and the way they hugged you and they shook your hand and welcomed to the church. Uh, not comments that have been made in this church. I'll come back to St. Stephen's when you get rid of that. Uh, I guess I'm considered a preacher or a real preacher. Um, but the same person that would say that would, would, would be unhappy with Jesus Christ. And, and so if you come across somebody that has this negative approach to the church, it's up to you to say, time out, time out.
I just hope that the church at large at some point will get their act together uh, and that we will begin acting like Christians uh, as opposed to not acting like Christians. We have too much to gain to lose. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your life, for dying for us. And now that we are beyond the cross, we pray that you might fill us with your grace and understand the importance that we are to one another as we continue our earthly pilgrimage. In your name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport since 1885. We invite you to join us for Sunday worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.